want to talk to you this morning. I'm going to go on and tell you right up front what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you this morning about who God rescued. Who God rescued. That might just seem, but no, no, no. I want to talk who God rescues because here's what I know. Here's what I know. A lot of times in man's mind, and maybe in somebody here today, sometimes we, we maybe not mentally say it or, or, or say it vocally, but sometimes in our mind, I think we feel like we're beyond rescuing. Sometimes we feel like that we're a little, that, that the situation where I am right now, things that's going on right now, circumstances, and there's many that, that I'm a little beyond. Well, I want to show you this morning in Scripture, in Scripture, this, I want to show you this morning in Scripture who God rescues. And that's all, that's what I say, when I say I stripped it down, I stripped it down, you know, you usually get like five or seven or eight points. I stripped it down this morning to who God, who God rescues. Amen. Amen. Let's stand, let's read God's word. Psalms, Psalms 107, I want to read a couple verses and then and get into the heart of the text this morning. Psalms 107, we'll go to verse 1 and verse 2 just because it's just great. <laughs> and it sets the tone. It sets the tone. Listen, listen to what the word of the Lord says. It says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. It's never a bad idea. I mean, no, it's always a good idea. Matter of fact, you ought to just stop right now and let's just thank the Lord. Oh, give thanks. It's not just good reading. It's not just good reading, but I'm going to tell you what, it's a good practice this morning. You ought to thank the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? Because he's good. He's good. You know, good Good in, 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 in the New Testament would be, would be looked at upon. He's gracious. He's full of grace. He's good. He's graceful. He gives grace. He is good for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 2. Let, here it is. Let the redeemed of the Lord, all that's been rescued. Has God ever rescued you? Has he ever rescued you? Let the rescued of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed, rescued from the hand of the enemy. Now I'm going to jump ahead. I'm going to jump ahead to verse, uh, verse 8. Verse 8. All oh, that men would praise the Lord. For his goodness or his grace, his, his wonderful works to the children. How I many of that's his grace? His wonderful works towards men. It's not because you earned it. You don't, you don't still think that, do you? After all these weeks, you don't still think that, do you? It's not got anything to do with how wonderful your works are. We appreciate them as the church. We appreciate them as man. We're glad. But it's got, that's got nothing to do with God being good to you. Amen. It's just because he is good. Amen. Verse 9. Verse 9. Listen. He satisfy the longing soul. I want you to hear that. He filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Are you hungry? Such as. I want you to hang on to that verse. Just keep it in, the, in your mind. Such as. That set in darkness. And them that even in the shadow of death. Those are even bounded in affliction and iron because they've rebelled against the words of God and even contempted the counsel or despise, even the counsel or despise even the will of the Most High. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them 
out of their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and he broke their bands in sunder. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Amen. Amen. Brother Angle, would you bless the word this morning, please, brother? God, we open our hearts to receive this morning. We're needy people. Thank you for your choice this morning to bless us. In Jesus' name, touch our pastor. Give him revelation and unction. In Jesus' name, we pray, and by the faith of God, we simply call it done. Amen and amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Amen. Come on, give him glory again. Give the Lord the praise. Lift him up before you sit down. Amen. We bless him. We bless him. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Who God rescues. Kayla, you can go back to verse 11 for just a minute if you don't mind. But who, who God rescues. Who he rescues. Uh, I like that little part. I don't know. I told you to keep this in your mind. And the reason I did that is we're going to use it throughout this message. But the very first part of verse 10, which I've got her on verse 11. But that very first part on verse 10, he, he really explained to us such as. He, he, really, he really told us in plain English. This morning, who it is that he rescues, no matter the circumstance, no matter what's went on, no matter even if it, you'll see in a minute if it was of even sometimes our, how many of sometimes we need rescuing from our own doings? I mean, many, many times. That's probably my story more than any. But he said such as, and, and he, he, he goes in and there's this list in here, there's this list in there of people that he rescues and and at the heart of this, at the heart of this this morning, I want you to get this. I want you to get this, that, that, that man, God's heart is to rescue. He will climb that mountain. He will kick down whatever. He will pursue. He will listen. to. I love that song. That song is what got me even twirling in this way. He listens for that voice that under our breath. When even your neighbor, even your neighbor doesn't hear. Maybe even your spouse don't even know. But there's this SOS, there's this call, there's this cry. God can hear that. And he desires to rescue them. But I want to just kind of put this together because this scripture just, just, just really shows us really plain. And in and, 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 and this particular text, I think it puts those who, who would seemingly feel like that they're, they're too far to be rescued. That's why I feel like the Lord would have me speak this this morning. It's for folk that may feel sometimes too far. Too far. Oh, I know, I know you got the theology down that, that grace abounds. But, but do you believe it? Do you believe it? Have you received it? Such as. And he says, he starts it like this. He says, such as uh, even those that has rebelled against the word of God and even even to another took it to a higher level despised even the counsel of the most high I want you to think about that this morning what's he saying those that are truly guilty that's who he rescues 
The reason I say, I know a lot of times when we are truly guilty, we feel like we know the scripture. We know the scripture says he can. But when you're really the one that's truly guilty, you ain't so sure about it. Because condemnation plays such a heavy role. And we know the scriptures that there is now, therefore, no condemnation to them as if. But, 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 but sometimes our heart and our mind don't hear that. The guilt, but the truly guilt, he comes after it. And I think he tries to push it to a height that's even above anyone sitting in here, or at least on equal ground. How many of us in here this morning that we, I'm, I'm talking about the real guilty, truly guilty, rebelled against the word of the Lord, pushed it completely aside, knew it. It's kind of like the old preachers used to talk about sinning against light. Sinning against enlightenment. Knowing to do good and doing it not. Pushing it plumb aside. Do you realize he rescues people that does that? He comes after people. He, if he listens for the SOS of anyone, even those that's pushed God's word, his word, what he's commanded. Those that despise his will. It was a time before I become a Christian. I despised that time, some parts of God's will. I mean, literally despised it. it you know why? Most time it was working against or conflicting with my lifestyle. It was cramping my style. You know, we all had a style. We had a way. Had to be a certain amount of cool here. And every now and then you'd run in, you'd run into God's will. And somebody would flash it before you or in your ears or preach it to you or teach it to you or calm you or call you out on it. Amen. Especially when you got called out on it. You really despised it then, didn't you? Sometimes like it is in here when I'm preaching the word real good, when I'm really preaching the truth, and, and, and you got this inclination, I just despise that. Or, or him. I'm not sure which it is. Amen. Amen. But but here, here's the heart of that man. He rescues even them, them that go overtly, who who plainly, who plainly, brazenly, unblushingly. See, a lot of times we think they can't, even, even us sitting in church sometimes, we think it ain't no way. Oh, come on, somebody. Look, look at their, they, they go bust out, you know you said it. They go bust hell wide open. And all the time, God's sitting there listening for the voice under their lips, under their breath. I tell you what this morning, God rescues the guilty. The guilty. The real, real, real guilty. The true guilty. Those that, that spent their entire life in opposition to God. Imagine that. Those whose whole life, if you looked at it and you studied it, it looks like it looks like one revolt after another against God. Amen. God rescues people like that. He rescues them. Amen. Amen. It's, I know sometimes it, something like this even runs against our religious thoughts, but it's true. 
whole life has been in this battle. We was born guilty. Every one of us. Now we, some of us, even as this scripture took it further, and some not as far, but no, never mind. He still rescues. I don't care how you're sitting there this morning. If you're sitting there real, real guilty, I'm going to tell you, there's coming, there's coming a time at the end of this service this morning or any time in between. All you're going to have to do is even under your breath, you ain't even got to be wild about it, you ain't got to be real crazy about it. All you got to do is under your breath, cry out for the rescuer. In sincerity, in trueness. And I'm going to tell you something, he listens. He listens this morning. I believe that. Now, the, there within it kind of lies the problem because, because you got to realize, and this is maybe the hard part, maybe this is the hard work of grace in our age. The hard work of grace in our age maybe ain't, ain't really getting people saved. Maybe the hard, hard work of grace this morning is for people to realize they're guilty. That sometimes seems to be the hard work. This is age where, and we've been taught this by our culture. We've been taught this now in schools. You're not guilty. You're not guilty. Well, the, that's bad news. That's wrong news. And God, if, 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 I want to say it like this. And God didn't come to rescue the unguilty. He didn't come to save those that were not guilty. He come to save the guilty. He come for the sinner. And, th and that's the heart of grace. Grace has come in such a way. The hard work of grace is to bring to our mind, our heart, that you know what I am? I am real stinking guilty. Amen. I believe that. And if we can get to that place, man, he rescues. I don't, I don't see I don't get it. I, pre I said this a few weeks ago. I don't get it. I don't know why in the world we would want to cover up what we can so confess and be rescued. What, what sense does it make? What, how, how, how maddening is it to say, no, I'm just going to, I'm not getting, no, this is daddy's or mama's fault or, or the school's fault or the way I was done or, or I didn't get that ice cream in second grade and now I'm an axe killer. Well, I didn't get ice cream once in second grade either. I did unplug the ice cream freezer, though. <laughs> I got in bad trouble for that, too. I didn't get rescued that time. <laughs> I got all 39 lashes. <laughs> Save one. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But why in the world would the guilty not confess it? That's when you're ready for a rescue. See, I've learned that. In this, in this story even, not everybody's ready for a rescue. This message will just go right on out into space and not have no effect unless we are people that desire us, that feel the heart of that song, feel the heart of God's spirit, feel the heart of this text, to feel the heart of what ministry he wants to do to rescue us. Such as, he said, such as them 
that are guilty. He takes it further. He takes it further. And, and, and go back to verse 10, if you would, here, just a second, Kayla. But he takes it just a little bit further, and I'm backing up because I wanted to do, I wanted to do it in an order that, that seemed right in my mind, that I could do more comfortably. But he backs up. I'm going to back up to verse 10. He says, such as set in darkness, that's who he rescues, such as set in darkness and even in the shadow of death. Think about it. He, he rescues even the damned. Those, those that only, really all that's left to, to, to life is the sentence. Or is the, is the execution of the sentence. So close. You know, I've seen, I've seen men, women, I've seen people who've lived their entire life. And they've got to a place in life, you can tell it, everything's stripped from them, there's no life left in them, there's, there's, not, much, there's not much of even a, a spark left. And it, it seems that they just sat waiting, waiting for the sentence, enslaved, imprisoned, under even the shadow of death. I mean, I want to tell you something this morning. He rescues people who are at a moment of their last breath. Where the next thing is the sentence or the judgment or the wrath. How awesome is it this morning? Now I don't, I don't, I don't suggest or counsel anyone in this house to wait and to wait and to wait and to hold out and to hold out till, till you're almost gone. But I thank God this morning. That I've seen some sincere men, just like the one on the cross. Sincere men. At, at all that was left was judgment. They lived their entire life, and they lived it against God. They've lived it in, in, in provoking God. They lived it against His word and His will. They lived it what in rebellion. But at the last moment, rescued. Rescued. I have been fortunate enough to be able to minister in that rescue many times. The damned are even rescued. Such as even the damned that sit under this dark cloud of death where there's nothing left but the execution of judgment. Rescued. Rescued. I come to tell you this morning that Jesus rescues men right in the midst of of their execution, right when it's going on, right in the day, right in the hour, amen, he takes it further, he takes it, you want to know who God rescues, he takes it further, even those that are, that are bound in an affliction and iron, such as are even bound in affliction and iron, and, and sin, sin in their life has has become affliction. Sin in their life has come strong as iron. Affliction as iron. Think about that. Bondage. Strong. Here, here, here it is. Sin that, that goes to addiction or habitual sin or habits. He rescues people who want free, desire to be free, but have no power because of the, of the shackles of the iron, of the bondage, of the enslavement, of the sin that, that holds them where they are. 
people that want to be free. My God, at the people you sit, you know that wants to be free, but they have no power. People that desire it, but still in it, still there, still stuck to it. Sin that has become addictive, sin that has become habitual, a stronghold. It's become strong. That word iron is like strong and hard and cold. You know, you know that's where it ends, ain't it? Strong, hard, and cold. Bound. I don't know. Maybe there's someone in here this morning who wants to be free, cries to be free, desires with all their heart. I want to tell you something. He rescues people like that. He, res- matter, he rescues people that has no strength of their own to be free. He does. People that's bound, fettered, stuck. It's affliction within. That's what sin is. It's, it's this affliction within. Heart bound. And it's as iron on that flesh. Flesh bound. Enslaved in the spirit and the flesh fettered to sin. Amen. 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 I tell you this morning, Christ has come. Does, these, does the word not tell us that he breaks the, the, the bars of, of brass? He breaks the bars of iron asunder? Did he not? Is he not the one who, who took the gates of hell itself from the hinges? Is there no one in here this morning rescued of the Lord who would not give the Lord glory this morning that he rescued you from something that you had no strength over yourself, that you lay there bound, wanted free, but was bound, unable, unable to move out from other, wanted a better day. That's my entire story. Two years, I promised and begged and pleaded, told my wife, two years, I'm doing better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do, I really wanted to do better. Sure enough, did, desired to do better. And for two years, I failed over and over. For two years, it was a different day, same sin. Fettered, enslaved. Till I found him who breaks bars asunder. Till I found him who, who rescued me from a seat about where Kevin sat. He said, I know what all you got. I told him anyway. Y'all heard the story. I told him all the addictions and all the junk and all the stuff. I told him, I said, Lord, I've tried to get rid of some of this stuff. He rescues. He rescues men that are bound with iron. You in here with addictions? Under your breath this morning, or out loud, or screaming from the highest of your lungs. You, you, need, to, you need to call out to him that rescues. You need to look to him. 
You that can't get free. I ain't done. But this is a big place to stop. And the habitual. There's no peace, there's no joy in the habitual cycle. There's no victory. Great service on Sunday, but Monday, habitual. Habitual. No, no. You think maybe in your mind it's got to be that way, but I've come to tell you, he's come to rescue. He's come to rescue. His word declares. Amen. Enslaved no more. Amen. Want better, but have not the power to do better. Don't that sum it up sometimes? That's why he's the rescuer. I don't care what amount of self-control you're going to try in those matters. You've got to have the rescuer. I know a lot of you sit in here, you think, I got self-control. You're going to lose the fight. You're going to lose the battle. you got to have the rescuer. Amen. Amen. He takes it a little bit further uh, even than this this morning. Uh, he says this, such a set in darkness, I'm going to read it through, set in darkness and, and in, in the shadow of death in verse 10, being bound in afflictions and iron because... They rebelled against the words of the Lord and contempted or despised the counsel of God. And listen, therefore, therefore, he's even at work. He's at work even in all of this. Some of you, maybe, maybe you need to recognize this this morning. He's at work. You, you that, that, that are, have been like this. Therefore, listen what he does in, in, in verse 12. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. But he's still a rescuer. He's a rescuer of them that's weary this morning. Even in them, because he, he's, he's the one that's behind. He's the one author. He's the one that is bringing our, sometimes our hearts down, even with labor. Making the load heavy. I know people say this. Ah, I'm going to have to be careful here. I'm going to get a hold of somebody's pet doctrine right here, but I'm going to do it anyway. I know sometimes people say, see, people say, God won't put no more on than you can stand. I know that's a, I know that's a favorite, that's a church favorite, that's a pet. I know all that. But I just come to tell you this morning, sometimes God will put more on you than you can stand. Just so you'll look to him. Sometimes he'll, sometimes he'll bring your heart down with labor. Because if you can stand it, you ain't looking for no rescuer. And it's when I can't stand it. I look for my rescuer. He brought down, he says. He brought down. He brought down. Sometimes God is in our life making us weary. Making us worn. Sometimes God is even in our life making us tired. Bringing us to the end of ourselves. Did you hear me? To the end of ourselves. To the point sometimes where you do say, that's it, I've had it. And God's saying, about time. About time. I 
I've been waiting on this moment. It's about time. I tell you right now, hey, some folk get rescued up here this morning. If they just come to this altar and tell God, I've had it. I've had it. God say, that's about time. Bringing our hearts down. Maybe they's discouraged in here this morning. Maybe they's discouraged. And maybe it's all about you, you looking for the rescuer. Brought down, weary, worn out. At the end of it all, at the end of yourself. You know, he did that to an entire country. He did that to his people. He did that in the, in the book of Haggai. Remember, they, 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 they done put him to the side, done pushed him off time and time again. And he's all about doing it to himself. Remember, that's what he told him in, I think it's Haggai 1, verse 5 through 10. He says, you know, I'm just going to blow on all this. You're going to work and you're not going to reap anything. You're going you're gonna to work and you're gonna have, it's going to be you'll be like putting money in your pocket with holes in it or in a bag with holes in it. And, and you, all you're going to do is get tired. All you're going to do is find frustration. All you're going to do is get worn out and feeble. And he did all that so they would come to a place that they would look to him, that they would see him. That they would know that it need him and, and him him more. Verse 12 goes on. And this is, you put it up verse, you got it up there. And listen, he brought down their heart with labor. And then listen, listen, this is the day. When you're weary, it don't take much to knock you down. Weary. Weary. And, and they fell down. Tired people. Worn people. And, and they fell down. I want you to think about it. Because this is who he rescued. And he's at, he's at work in all this. And, and maybe they even at a place this morning where, where, where you've, you've spent all and you're done. And it's even despair. And, and there is no more. And darkness, darkness has come. Depression even. Uh, there's probably nothing there's probably nobody that feels no more pushed down than one in depression. In the, under the darkness of depression. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you we've talked. Under the darkness of the uh, Pushed down and down and, and can't get up. He rescues those that are in that darkness. Depression ain't the end of you. Depression ain't where it ends. Depression's not the end of your joy. Depression's not the end of your life. It's not. There's a rescuer. There's a rescuer. Some of you know him quite well. He's a rescuer. He's there. Amen. Amen. The last part of that verse, it goes on. And there's none to help. Helpless. Ain't you glad this morning? Because, boy, don't this sum up a lot of people we know and maybe some in here this morning that life has been in such a way that, that, that there's no one can help. We know that. We try to help. We try to encourage. My Lord, at, at the situations and the circumstances that I have to go into, well, I'm not going to be any help. I know I'm not going to be any help. Other than that, bring a prayer or the counsel of the Lord. 
or an encouraging word or an encourage or a pat on the back. No, I there's none to help but the rescuer. He's the only one. I encourage and I probably some people go through such crazy, radical, drastic, tragic things. There's not a human word. I just spoke at that funeral here the other day. It happened so sudden, and and and, and I knew. I t- I told if I met with the family before, even the viewing, and I told him. I said, I said, I, I've got no, I've got no fancy theological ten dollar words for you. I don't. I don't today. That's why we must look to the rescuer. Helpless. If we could see ourselves helpless, there is a rescuer. If we could see ourselves in this kind of need, done. If we could realize that there is no bomb in Gilead, we got to look higher. We got to look beyond. If you just come to the church this morning just thinking, looking in the church for help, there's no help just here. You gotta look higher. Higher. There's people right now who are suffering, feeling helpless. And they're right. But if we can get them under their breath, just to tell God. Just to tell God, I need help. This message comes about this morning, and I'm going to end it like this this thought, with this thought. It comes like this, and I believe this is where the helpless end up. It's it's like what Paul taught us in Romans 8. Let's read Romans 8, Kayla. Can we read Romans 8 uh, right quick, just a couple verses out of Romans 8? Listen, we we are creatures. We're made subject to vanity. We are. Uh, You might not believe you are, but, yeah, sometimes you are so vain. You probably think this song is about you, about you. That's my best Carly, whatever her name is, impression. And it's pretty, pretty sad. And I need help. If I'm going to do 70s rock, I need help. Huh? Amen. Amen. Listen, listen. We're subject to vanity. Not willingly. We don't really want to. But by reason of him, even who is subjected the same, in hope. Listen, listen to verse 21. Because then the creature also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into this glorious liberty. That's us, man. He, he said, I, you are for rescue. I want to rescue you. Listen, he goes on and he says this. He says this, verse 22. Verse 22, for we know that all the creation groans. Groaning for rescue. Groaning. I find that people that really want rescue, and that's usually all they can do. If you've got fancy words for it, you're still dependent on your own wisdom, your own doctrine, your own principles. I got these ten principles. I'm going to be better. No, no, no. If, if, you, if you ain't to a place of groaning, you know what I call it, Terry? Groaning for grace. That's what I call it, groaning for, that's, that's it, ain't, ain't that what we do? 
when we need rescuing, I ain't got words for it sometimes. Sometimes I'm so guilty I ain't got words for it, but I groan for grace. God, I know it's bad. I'm groaning for grace. Sometimes I've been so bound, so tight, I groan. I'm going to tell you what, the men, the women I see come set, get set free, the ones I see that the rescue rescued, you know who they are? They're the ones that groan for grace. They don't care how pretty it is. They don't care how ugly it is. They groan. Somebody, it might even not fit some of y'all's theology, but they groan. They cry. They scream. They kick. They stand in silence with tears running down both sides of their face. Lips quivering. Some shaking their head. Groan. Groaning for grace. And the travail and pain. All of creation does this. All of creation needs the rescue. We're all waiting on the rescue. Every one of us. I believe that this morning. We're trapped. We're all trapped. We're all trapped in this. We need it. Groaning. Groaning for grace. Y'all come on, get ready. I, I, I got a couple other things that I wanted to say, but I, I, feel, I feel we're just going to stop right there for a minute. And, and I want to just close, close with this thought this morning. Close with this thought. Y'all go sing that song, won't you? Yeah. Just checking. Now I just want to tell you something. There ain't, there ain't been much of man's wisdom in that. That ain't even been good preaching this morning. Come on, it's not. It's not been good preaching. Not, not to what I would call good preaching. But it's been his word. And it's declared who he is. And it's declared... If you're in that place, you can be rescued. The Lord sent me here today to declare this is a, a day of rescue. If you're here this morning and you're really guilty, you're really guilty, I want to tell you something. He can rescue you. If you come here this morning and, and you've never been born again, or you're so far from God, you're damned. You can be rescued. You can. You can. If you come here this morning and you're in a bondage so thick, an addiction that it is hopeless to man. Counselors can't help. Mama didn't even help. I come to tell you, he can rescue you. If you're here this morning and you're in that bondage, you're here this morning and you're weary, you're worn out, life has left you a pile of flesh in the corner. And there's no energy for even what tomorrow holds. All of life has been sucked out of next week. You've got no motivation to get up. You've got no motivation to go. He wants to rescue you. Woo! If you're here this morning and it's dark and it's depression, 
He wants to rescue you. He does. You're hopeless and helpless. He wants to rescue. He wants to rescue.